Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Welcome to the Eye on Money Show. It is Tuesday, April 5th. It is April. It is springtime. Mark, do you have a little spring in your step? Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for spring. I don't, like I told you before, it always, there always comes a point where I'm ready for the next season. Yeah. What do you feel like is like your spring ritual? Like I love spring because what I do is I go through my closet and I pull out all the stuff I haven't worn, usually in one season, but now I think I have to go back two seasons, right? Because I have to account for COVID. I pull out all the stuff I haven't worn. I put it in a bag and I drop it off to Goodwill and I just feel virtuous for doing that. What do you do for the spring? Uh, we do that as well. We make regular trips to the dropping off clothes. So I wouldn't say that's necessarily just a springtime thing for us. We do that year round. Uh, for me, I'm a big cleaner. I, I get great joy out of cleaning. So I think every spring and every fall, I do a real deep clean of the whole apartment. Really? I like cleaning as well. Actually, during COVID, early COVID, we did some serious deep cleaning and it was such a good way to like work out your anxiety. And I have a great idea for those of you who want that kind of, I need to work out my anxiety. And that is to think about spring cleaning for your financial life. Okay. Also because it's tax season. So every tax season, I go back, you know, beyond the period of time that I have to retain records. I fire up the shredder and I start just rocking and rolling and getting rid of stuff that I don't need. And this was the impetus to a segment that I recently did on CBS Mornings. So Mark, I'm going to play the seg. Let's play the segment and then you and I can talk about it. This is Financial Spring Cleaning. Michelle Miller sitting in for Gail King. Vlad Dutier sitting in for Nate Burleson and Tony DeCopel. Here is our segment called Financial Spring Cleaning for you. In today's Money Watch, we're taking a look at how to tidy up and stay on top of your money. Spring cleaning is as important for your finances as it is for your home. 20% of people in one survey say paying down debt is their main financial goal this year. 14% want to beef up emergency savings. And 13% want to stick to a budget. Here, here. Well, CBS News analyst Jill Schlesinger is here. Can you help a sister with that? You know, a lot going on out there. But the main thing we all know is in three weeks... It's time to file our taxes. Yeah, it is. And we'll be back to do like for the super procrastinators. I promise we'll do a segment. But for right now, just know, file electronically. Choose your direct deposit, please. Make sure all your numbers jive. And there are some resources that people don't use. 
You have a free file system through the IRS, software and filing, if you make less than 73000 bucks. There is actually great resources for um, older people, tax counseling for the elderly. The Volunteer Income Tax uh, Association is, is a service for folks who make less than $58,000. So these main points of assistance are there for taxpayers. Use them. If you have any questions, just go to irs.gov. Lots of info on yeah, the site. You, you don't have to pay for your return. I, I wish more people took advantage of those free services. Uh, whether you use a free service or an accountant, you got to gather documents, you get a return back a copy of it. How long do you have to keep all that paperwork? I would like to dedicate this answer to my mother, Susan. <laughs> okay. calls me every single tax season. How long do I have to keep all this stuff? So the IRS, when they have an audit, usually can look back three years. Three years, long time. But if they find a big error, they can tack on extra time. So most experts say keep returns and all supporting documents for six Years. So, six years. So, the hoarder that I am, and I've kept all of that paperwork. I'm in good shape. Yes, you are. But if it's beyond six years. Well, you don't want that audit coming. That's right. But but if it's beyond six years, you fire up the shredder and you can get rid of everything. Shredder? Who owns a shredder? (laughs) It's a whole longer conversation. (laughs) Uh, What are you shredding, Jill? Uh, Let me ask you about there are some documents, though, that you do need to keep forever. Absolutely. So, Birth and death certificates, social security cards. I found that out the hard way. How so? We're getting married. You need your you need your birth certificate. Exactly. And mine was like from the 60s. I had to get like a, you know, a, like I had to, it was a big deal. Yeah, so deal. social security cards and, you know, marriage licenses and divorce decrees. Also, military paperwork, especially for folks who want to make sure their families have military burials. Sometimes you need evidence of that. But... So that's a given, though, Vlad. I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know where you're thinking you shouldn't keep that stuff. Uh, well, I mean, like, I'm sure my mom had it somewhere. OK. All right. <laughs> Next All question. Right. A lot of people <laughs> focusing on the viewer again. A lot of people uh, have a goal of paying down debt. Right. And like the question is always simple. How do you do that? Well, it takes money to do that. Mm-hmm. You've got limited funds. How do you allocate it to pay that debt down? You want to scour what you are spending right now, which people hate. I'm not saying you should be on a budget, Michelle. I'm not doing that at all. I am saying that you just look at where you're spending, and usually people can find a little bit of of, of fudge factor there, some money that they can allocate towards debt pay down. Next, you want to actually create a list and say, okay, what is my highest interest debt? right now and go all the way down. Focus on the highest interest debt. I know there are some people who are like, oh, I have a little teeny tiny thing outstanding. Let me just pay that off. Highest interest first, minimum payments on the rest, then shift down the list, down, down, down. And you say it's a good time to check out your credit score now, too. Absolutely. You know, over the last decade, credit scores have actually been improving in the United States. It's amazing. So we were below 700 uh, 10 years ago. Now we're at 714. What I think is important is that a lot of people throughout the pandemic paid down a lot of debt. Hmm. You want to make sure that's reflected on your credit report. So annualcreditreport.com, you can get a free credit review every 12 months. Why are you looking at this? You want to make sure that there's no errors on that report. If they see them, you correct them. But also you want to make sure that things that should be there are there and it's reflected in your score. One other thing, Mm -hmm. you can also flag identity theft because if someone has nefariously opened up credit in your name, Mm -hmm. you can see it on that report. So annualcreditreport.com. The other thing that comes up sometimes is you've paid something off, but it didn't show up, wasn't removed from the report. So it's open credit, even though it shouldn't be. That's exactly right. So 
that's why we want to look at that. And just one other word about shredding documents, because I know we were joking about this before we came on the air. It's a, that there are services that will come to your house and do like a massive shredding. It's a great time to do that. Right and, in front of you. Right in front of you. And please, bank statements and account statements, you can keep them for a year. But if you have a family where you think you're going to be applying for Medicaid, yeah. like you think you might need that, there are a lot of states that require five years of investment and yeah. bank statements. So be careful before you go too crazy with And if you shredding. want to save money, you use the yard guy with the leaves, and he can do the paper and the leaves at the same <laughs> time. My goodness. Throw it all in. I mean, you got it all figured out. It's all spring. It's also good for your budget. Exactly. <laughs> it's great for the flowers. They love it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Okay, Mark, you know, I think I screwed up the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance or the VITA plan. I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Obviously, we'll do a little bit more as we get your taxes done, but I am not kidding you that my mom every year says to me, how long do I have to keep my records and my supporting documents? People really do roll their eyes about that six years. Uh, Mark, do you keep credit card bills or utility bills or home improvement, anything like that? What do you, what do you keep? Credit card bills? No. I mean, I don't even get papers, anything in the mail anymore. Well, what about, you. but do you then just eliminate it? Like, what do you do with your electronic stuff? Yeah. Trash credit it. card stuff, credit card, I trash, um, utilities, cable, internet, gone. Gone. The only thing I keep, you know, is insurance related stuff. First of all, of course, as Mark says, you really do want to do everything electronically. Really? Please, please. But often you get a lot of statements and they are in the mail. I get it. Keep your bank and investment statements for a year. In your taxable investment accounts, do flag any confirmations of purchases or sales that you might need for tax purposes. And as I said during the segment, if you're applying for Medicaid, a lot of states require that you show five years worth of statements. Credit card bills, I think if unless you need it for tax or business purposes, you can get rid of them. And same thing with the utility and phone bills. Home improvement or major purchases, that I would keep until you dispose of your asset. You know, like you may need to know, hey, what home improvements did I do that could raise the cost basis of my house or my apartment when I sell it? So that could be good. All right, Mark, do you want to just give us the, I didn't get to this in the segment. What about um, the consolidation of accounts? That's a good spring cleaning thing to do. What do you think about that? What, what do we have to know? Yeah, I think that's pretty common probably, especially nowadays with people leaving jobs left and right. I, I'm guessing most people have probably two, three, four, maybe more retirement accounts out there. And some, some of them they may have even forgotten about. So you really want to try and consolidate all of those into one place if possible. Absolutely. And by the way, if you're the kind of person who's thinking about converting to a Roth IRA, you've heard us talk about this. A lot of people have old retirement accounts floating around. If you can, roll them into your current retirement account, your 401k or your 403b or your 457, if they allow it, if the current 
employer allows it, then yeah, push it all in there. That's going to help you streamline your financial life. You know what else is funny though, Mark? It's like when you think about how easy it is to open accounts in general, I also think that people don't just have a lot of retirement accounts. They might have a lot of investment accounts. And I always worry that like there's, you know, six or seven different accounts or two or three accounts and you don't know what's in what. And, you know, maybe you could avoid or reduce fees. Maybe you can get a better deal and maybe you can just keep track of things. I do think that that is something that's very, very much worth doing really. And the other piece of this is that sometimes when you look at all the technology that exists, uh, you also may not realize that, you know, let's say uh, you have a Venmo account or a PayPal account, right? Well, what if you have a balance in those accounts? And a lot of people walk around, they balance in their accounts. They sit there and they complain that there's no interest on their bank accounts, but you're sitting in a PayPal account or you're getting no interest, So if you're carrying a balance in those accounts, push that into your bank account where at least even if you're going to get crappy interest, it's going to be crappy is better than zero, right? Okay. Last thing that I would like to just put out there, people. Mark, how many streaming services do you have? I have Netflix. Mm -hmm. I have Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Although I don't really consider Amazon Prime because that comes with Prime. But okay, throw it in there. And I have uh, HBO Max and that's it. Okay. So- I think that there are a lot of people who loaded up on some streaming services. As I realized when I looked at my Sirius XM, which I got for, I think, like six bucks as a promotion for like a year. And all of a sudden, I saw my credit card bill get hit for $26 in a month. And I called up and I said, I'm going to cancel. And they said, no, why, why, why are you leaving? I said, because it's too expensive. Well, um, do you use it? And anyway, the long story short is I kept it because I do, you, you know, I do drive sometimes, but I reduced it from $26 a month to $7 a month. I also got rid of Acorn, which is remember when I went through my whole British crime drama thing where I was. What is, what is Acorn? Is it's that a like, streaming service? It's like, it's a streaming service, but it has like all like many more foreign um, films and foreign series. So for some reason I had that still sticking around had forgotten. So uh, let me do this. You loaded up on your streaming service. It's time to slim down. Okay. So get rid of those extra subscriptions or negotiate for something lower and use your extra savings to pay down your debt or beef up your emergency reserve or increase your retirement contributions. And again, just to go back to the segment, you need to keep your tax returns and the supporting documentation for six years. I know you want to get rid of it out of three, after three, but it could be up to six. So just keep it. And, you know, for most people, as you said, Mark, most people have gone electronic, which is great, but not everybody. Clean up your financial life and clean up your house and get rid of all the clothes you're not wearing. You're not going to wear them again. I just tell you that right now, the thing that you say, oh, maybe I'll wear it again. You're probably not going to wear it. All right. That's it. We're done with your spring cleaning. We'll be back, I promise. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you have a question about whether you should actually keep or shred something, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we'd be delighted to let you know what you should do next. And of course, you can follow I and Money wherever you get your podcasts and check out our sister broadcast, which is called Jill on Money. Everything is on the website. And don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and leave us a rating or a review. We would be very appreciative of that. 
Mark Talericio is my co-host and the executive producer. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We like to remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Our mantra here, curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.